Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Music by Kevin McLeod. Hey man, let's go on a bike ride. Come on, look at look at my new wheels. They're sweet. There are really just two types of people: those who say I can't, and those who say I can. These people have been summoned here by themselves for their seventeen hundred different reasons. Their unity comes from their mantra. I can, and their destination—a place they absolutely have to get to. What they will do to get there is monumental by anyone's standards, even their own. And this is the place. Sometimes you attack. Sometimes you bridge, chase, crash, get dropped. Anything. Anything is better than just being. Anything is better than just being. Mark, this is the part where you. Mark? Mark? No, you're not hearing things, boys and girls. Mark isn't here. Mark? Mark and I have had a falling out. This is. My, this is Pat Bulger. I'm here in the Pack Filler Studios, all alone, drinking my beverage, all by myself. Mark's not here. You see, we had we had a falling out. I, I, you guys, this is a tough one. You know, I really, I screwed it up. I went to his wedding and I said some things, and I might have, I might have ended my relationship with Mark forever. I think he's really mad at me, you guys. I don't know what happened. It's Okay, I said some comments. I might have said some things about his wife. I might have said some things in front of his mother. And I didn't... They had Huckleberry Martinis at the wedding, and they were delicious. I had a couple... They didn't taste like they had booze in them. How is a guy supposed to know? So... I don't know what to say. I don't. I don't even know if I should do this show anymore. Come on. Oh man. Actually, just kidding. No, Mark isn't here. The guy just got married. Cut him some slack. This is Pat. I'm in the studio by myself. I'm going to give you a little quick update on things. Shortened, kind of a truncated podcast. Kind of a mix between the Last Man Standing and the Pack Filler podcast, but without an interview. So if I keep it short and kind of quick and to the point. You won't get bored with me. You probably want to hear from Mark. And I I understand. He's the sexy one, and he's the reason why you come to the show. I'm just the guy, the tech geek on the computer who who nobody really wants to be a part of. And I've accepted that. I'm the chunky one. Mark's the sexy one. I'm the one who grows facial hair really well. Mark's the one who looks clean-shaven and smooth all the time. It's kind of like Zach Galifianakis versus Justin Bieber. Mark's the Bieber 
Actually, no. Mark's not the Bieber. Mark's like, insert sexy actor's name here. I'm the Zach Galifianakis, okay? Uh, we're, I'm, I'm doing a little solo show tonight. I promise Mark will be back this week. We're going to do a show on a regular night, probably Thursday night. I guarantee you it's going to be a great show. We're going to be talking about all the wonderful things that happened with Mark's marriage. The guy is off the market. Ladies, I'm sorry. Mark's a married man. Six more signs and we've got an apocalypse. Who would have thought it could happen? Uh, it was an amazing bachelor party. We've got video. We've got audio for the bachelor party. The wedding itself was great. It was cute. There were actually Huckleberry Martinis there, but I, I only had one. I promise I only had one. I didn't say anything to his wife. I did sit at the table with his mother. She's a wonderful person. And <laughs> so... Uh, big big show coming up for you this week, we promise, on Thursday. Thanks to our sponsor of the show so far, the Suffer Fest. Go to our website, click on the link, and uh, check out a Suffer Fest video or two. If, it's, if you have any weather like the crap we got falling from the sky here, you're going to want to click a couple more Suffer Fest videos because it's just... It's raining. It's raining here. It's never. It's at least. It's least. It's not Reno. For those of you tour California fans, if you law, if you got on to check out the first stage of the race today, you're an unhappy camper because that entire race was snowed out. Not going to happen. Euro, Giro, Euro. Those are Greek uh, little sandwich things. The Giro is going on, and um, it's about as exciting as watching paint dry anymore now that Contador's in pink. Let's be honest, he's probably going to win the whole thing. I'm not happy about it because I miss the days where races were actually exciting and we, you could guarantee that it was going to be the changes in the leadership and all that kind of crap. I now know how the French feel when Lance Armstrong was winning everything. It's boring. The Giro this year is not really something exciting, especially dealing with the horrible news we had in regards to losing a member of the Peloton. Um, I mean, that's not something that you really bring up on a comedy podcast. Uh, Walter Whelan, um, I'm to, to wow. Um, I knew very little about him. I, I didn't I didn't follow his career as much as I as as many other have. So I'm not going to speak on that point. That's not something for me to to talk about. But um, Thoughts and prayers go with him and his family and, and all the members of uh, Trek Leopard and Tyler Ferrer, Ferrer, who's, uh was very good friends with him. So, um, you know, thoughts and, and, and prayers go out with them for sure. Um, we're going to, we're going to kind of, I'll tell you a couple things that are happening coming up here down the pike. The Windermere Marathon happened yesterday. It is now Sunday, the 15th of May. Windermere happened yesterday. It was a great race. Those guys seem to be putting on a better, better, uh, race every year. Um, there are growing pains with any event. Windermere has, has jumped through those and they're doing an awesome job. So, uh, big thanks to the Windermere Marathon for having Mark and myself out there yet again. You guys are fun, and it's a great event, and people seem to have a lot of fun with it. They're doing a marathon, a half marathon, a 5K, and uh, the numbers keep getting bigger and bigger. So congratulations to them. Check out their Facebook page, Windermere Marathon. Click on like, and uh, tell, them, tell them that you thought the announcers were, were average at best, and, and maybe they should think about hiring somebody else. No, I honestly don't do that, but... Uh, have them tell them tell them that you thought Mark was cute and that even though he had a wedding ring on that he kept messing with, um, they should hire us back, don't you think? Please, 
Uh, beer of the day, I'm drinking all by myself. It's probably a first sign of the of a problem. Um, here's the sip. <sighs> yeah, Fat Tire Amber Ale. That's um, that's kind of the the going one. I know it's fairly cliche, but it's a good beer. Uh, those guys are good. I like the the Belgian brewing, and they do not sponsor this podcast, so I'm going to move on. 24 hours around the clock coming up in two short weeks, the long weekend. We will be there. Yours truly will be announcing a good chunk of that race, if not the entire thing. Um, great to be back with the folks over at Round and Round Productions. I worked with them in my wee beginning days of this announcing career, and to be back with Round and Round is truly a pleasure. This race is fun. I raced it last year. Um, this year I've decided not to, and thank God they called me to to help announce the event. So I will be out there. The PMS, Pack Filler Mobile Studio, disguised as an RV. That there is an RV. We'll be out at the event. Mark is going to come out, and we are actually going to uh, host a live podcast out there that evening. So if you're involved with the race, if you're not involved with the race, come out and check it out. It's fun to watch. If you've never been to a 24-hour race, this is a, this is a cool spectacle. These guys are nuts. It's like a party. A 24-hour party, but people get sleepy and cranky, and some people don't, and they drink beer, and some people like me put headlights on their bike and not on their head and run into trees. That's a story in itself. And it's just its a lot of fun, and 24-hour races are just, they're cool. So come on out. We're going to be there. We'll have the trailer all, well, the studio all opened up, and we'll, put, we'll host the podcast from outside. So if you want to come and be a part of the podcast, yell at us, ask questions, fart, take your shirt off, anything like that, we'll be there. So come out and enjoy that there. Um, 24 hours, around the clock. It's a great race. Uh, check them out at roundandround.com. Also, the Radiant Lake Triathlon is coming up. Those guys, um, great race again. The same folks who, who put on the uh, Race the River Triathlon, um, good friends of ours, and we have a great working relationship with them. Mark and I have been on that race uh, since the beginning. This is the second year of the Radiant Lake Triathlon, a great first triathlon. If you've never done one before, try them out and uh, check them out. They also have a Facebook page. Mm, I see a trend. And lastly, of course, the Founders Day Triathlon. Mark and my own first foray into this whole beast that is trying to put on a race don't worry, we're not going to get into a habit here. But it should be a lot of fun. We're going to put our own little special spin on it. Uh, you can be sure and check that out. Check out the Founders Lake Triathlon in the, in the great Spokane area. It's actually out in Medical Lake. Another great race for the first people who have never done a triathlon before. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kind of keep it short here. I'm going to keep it sweet. I'm going to talk about some things. Um, Kind of, you know, I've been thinking a lot about the fact that Mark's married. I'm married 18 years. I've been married now, and um, how how things change as the marriage life comes in, and how priorities kind of switch. Yeah, there are extreme examples and exceptions to the rules, but um, in in conjunction with my friends over at Velaminati, I'm going to present to you self-depreciating as much as possible, the real cyclist rules, things that cyclists need to understand, especially those of us who have other priorities and other things going on. And cyclists as a gender, wow, we're a gender now? Interesting. 
what are our genitalia? No, I'm not going to get gross. Um, cyclists as a species. I'm going to say a species because we're mutants. I mean, it's like Professor Xavier. We should be able to go to that cool school. Cyclists are mutants, but they, send to, they tend to take themselves too seriously. We're kind of like the wolverines of, of the sporting world. We tend to worry about these things too much, especially the recreational guys who seem to think that they've got something to prove. Um, quit taking yourself so seriously. And married guys. Um, I'm combining married and cyclists together because, well, there are a lot of married cyclists. Um, married people, you can't take your marriage overly too seriously. That's what's going to f- drive you to divorce in the first place. Quit taking yourself so seriously. And and so I have my real cyclist rules. We're going to break them into categories. Training, racing, and the lifestyle. Okay? Training, racing, and lifestyle. That's what we're going to go on. Okay? I've made a lot of mistakes. Maybe you can learn from my mistakes or at least laugh at my expense. That's quite possibly what we're all here for. Okay? Training. First of all, my current training has gone from really kind of good. I'm doing all right. I'm losing the pounds that I should have lost. I wanted to lose about 8, 10 pounds. I figured instead of losing the, the you know, spending money on the bike and losing that weight there, I was actually going to lose it from my body. You know, weird concept, I know. And, um, and so training was going really well. And, and recently because of commitments because of family because of career because of all that other kind of stuff announcing races i i tend to talk to people about racing rather than actually race um it's kind of gone down the crap hole so uh race uh, training is not going very well i've got one race under my belt here it is the 15th of may and i've got one race in um so i <laughs> Season's probably not going to go too hot, but we'll see what happens. I'm thinking about grabbing my old book, the that time crunch train try, time ugh, time crunched training program by Chris Carmichael and Jim Rutberg. We had Jim Rutberg on the show. Uh, gosh, I think it was over a year ago. And uh, this program, if you haven't bought this book and you're on a time crunch and you have six hours of the week and you really really want to hurt yourself pick up this book this thing is brutal and i've only made it through like two weeks of the training program so we'll see if it's gonna happen i don't know i'm thinking about going back to it i mean if i can fit six hours a week in and be able to you know at least ride with dignity or a little bit of dignity i I might pick it up again so we'll see how that goes um so training has not been going well um and 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 with that in mind and with that in the commitment mind first rule Embrace the drop. Don't be afraid of getting shelled, boys and girls. Don't be afraid of sucking wind. Get out there and ride your bike, you idiot. Go out there and, and, and race. Just, I mean, it's who cares if you get shelled? Laugh at yourself while you're doing it. I guess that's the important thing out there. Embrace the drop. Love the drop. Be the drop. Get dropped. At least do something before you get dropped, okay? That's that's rule number one in terms of the training, okay? Um, rule number two in terms of training, and this is for the real man, the real person out there, the person who has a life, the person who has a career. Always remember this. Skin heals. Carbon fiber doesn't. All right? Whenever possible, sacrifice the hip for the carbon. Unless you're weighing, you know, if you have that, if you have that moment of clarity, like everything slows down, you're thinking, oh, shit, I'm going to crap. And then everything freezes. You can go, okay, what's the cost 
of hip surgery if I land really hard on this hip versus my carbon fiber frame. Okay, the frame, replace that, plus this, add the zero, carry the two. New bike, eight grand. Oh, yeah, eight grand, just over eight grand. Hip replacement surgery. Oh, but I got the insurance. Um, I'll go on the hip. Bang! Oh, and somebody always says shit right before they crash. Oh, oh, shit! And then they go down. Um, so skin heals, carbon doesn't. If it's if you have the ability to take a little road rash for the for the team, I, I'm saying do it. I'm not necessarily recommending it, but I'm saying doing it. That's a real person, real guys like you and me can't afford new bikes every every weekend so and i also say race the steel if you have a steel bike race it in the crit grab a steel bike and race it in criteriums wait mate give me a break um a steel bike can handle being crashed once or twice carbon stuff you know it, it's awesome but give me a break this stuff cracks so easily i don't think it's worth it in a crit okay that's rule number two. Rule number three in terms of the training, bike versus car. Boys and girls, the car's always going to win. Don't F with traffic. Let them win. If somebody's if somebody's going to cut you off, let, grab the brakes. Let them cut you off. Do not flip them off. Don't be that person. You're riding along there. A lot of sponsors on your jersey. You're a rolling billboard. Don't be the guy to flip them off because they're going to jam on the brakes. You're going to go into the back of their car. And then your spouse's job for the remainder of your living days will be to decide whether or not to pull the plug, whether or not to feed you water, and to wipe the drool from your chin. So don't battle with the cars, boys and girls. That came from personal experience. I remember many, many years ago riding down a, a very heavily trafficked road. The first day I, I decided the weather was too nice. I wasn't going to ride with my helmet that day. I know. I know. I know. Looked back behind me to change lanes. Car stopped in front of me. Next thing I saw was the emblem of the car and my face running right into that emblem. My uncle called it the Pat Bulger Invitational Auto Jump. He actually made me a really cool t-shirt about it. Um, and that was my first first true connection with a car. And I've made a point never to do it since. Um, so went out there training. Don't F with the cars. Don't screw with them. Let them win. Let the jackhole who's on his way home from work who's so mad at you because they're not going to make it in time to see katie couric's last broadcast let him have the traffic pull over get out of the way and let him win it's just better off that way all right last rule in training number four train alone really train alone without toys no gps no ipods no well unless you're listening to the show um none of that stuff train alone Learn to suffer. Learn to push yourself. Learn to enjoy actually making yourself hurt. If your perceived efforts when you're on a Sufferfest video is seven, know what seven feels like. Know what it's going to be like. Don't train alone all the time. I'm just saying do it. Try it. It's the best moments of your life. If you don't have a chance to go out and ride alone every once in a while, you haven't experienced the Church of Cycling. You have not. Those times where you are alone... It is a beautiful day or evening or whatever. And you get out there, your brain's relaxed. You forget all the crap that was going on during the day. Your buddies aren't there to distract you. You have that moment. It's orgasmic. 
train alone, ride every once in a while by yourself. Real cyclist, real rules, okay? On to racing. Rule number one of racing, you have a job, okay? You're not being paid to be a cyclist. Diving into that corner for a $1 bike shop coupon preem is not going to bring Bjarni Reese to your door with a contract, okay? A weeknight race, weekend race, you're a Cat 4, Cat 3, Cat 2, Cat 5, Masters, Junior, Female, whatever. Diving into that corner will not get you a pro contract. Cutting somebody off, sacrificing life and limb, all it's going to do is it's going to tear up your body, tear up your bike, and make you look like a moron at work the next day. All right? Realize that. You have a job, you have a wife, you have a kid or not. You have a life, you have a husband, you have a spouse, you have a partner, you have a dog. I don't know. Don't be the person to dive into the corner and take stupid chances, all right? Rule number one. Rule number two, race your age group or race your category. Don't race up. Don't be like a soccer parent who's always trying to push their kid up to the next level. Don't be that guy. Race your age group. I had a... I had a USA Cycling, back in the days, USCF, official once looked at me when I was asking about upgrading. And he said to me, why the hell would you want to upgrade? I said, well, I want to be Cat 2 because Cat 2 is cool. Race until they make you race up. Race in that category. Unless you're in a Cat 5 and you're worried about actually survival. Race until they force you to go up. Win everything. Go home with all the prizes, with all the cash, with all the goods, with all the stuff. Take chances and still see if you can win a race. Attack when you don't think you have a chance of winning. See if you can win it. And do that until they throw you out. Until they make you upgrade a category. Because before you know it, you're going to be racing with people who are way faster than you and it's going to be just discouraging. All right? Race your age group. Rule number three, race your ability gear-wise. Gear-wise. You do not need a full carbon trek with DI2 or can't be record if you're going to out and, and ride a wine tour. I honestly don't think you need a full bike with can't be record on it anyway because that stuff costs a fortune. You could probably put a kid through school for the price of that stuff. Um, race your gear. Race the bike that you are currently qualified to race. Don't buy beyond your own abilities. Okay? Rule number four. These are real guys, real people. I'm not saying the people who are complete studs who deserve to ride a full campy DI2 or, or campy record or whatever that is. You know, you're a cat two, you're a cat one, you're training for nationals, you're doing awesome, you're a machine, you're, you're a stud. Okay? Then you can do it. Don't do it if you're just getting into the sport. All right? Rule number four. If you got a training weekly training races or even weekend training races, do stupid stuff. Solo attacks, attack on a hill if you're built like me, um, pull the group back up to a breakaway, uh, launch attacks constantly, do all that stupid stuff because that's what that's what helps you get better for crying out loud. That's what's going to make you a better bike rider, all right? Rule number five, thank you and get over it is when I'm categorizing this one, okay? Thank you and get over it. Every race you go to, find somebody to thank. 
find a director, find a volunteer, find a semi-attractive, slightly pudgy announcer, find anybody you can think, all right? If the results are slightly off, get over it. If they put you in seventh place instead of sixth place, get over it. If the official is a complete douchebag who is who is accusing you of something you didn't do, get over it. All right? Thank you and get over it. Last rule of racing, be a part of the race. I had a great story told to me once about um about Italian cyclists back in the 70s where uh they were out doing these post tour criteriums and things like that. These guys would go launch attack 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 just have an incredible time and then next lap they'd come by and they'd be gone. They you wouldn't see them. They would have pulled over, they'd have got off their bikes, they'd have grabbed a gelato and sat on the side of the road and watched the rest of the race. We can learn from that. Be a part of the race. Be aggressive. Don't sit in. Don't be one of those jackholes who sits in and sprints for third place or that stupid $4 coupon to a local bike shop or a, a Schrader valve tube or something like that. Be a part of the race. Get dropped. Whatever. Grab an ice cream. Kick back. Enjoy the sport for what it is. All right? Last category. Fashion. Lifestyle. All right? Ride what works. Don't stress about the name of the gear you're riding. Okay? There are so many... Think about this. There's so much good stuff out there that might be a different brand. I've been sending more people to REI to buy Novaras over the last couple of years because they're not pros. They're not going to be out there worrying about that kind of stuff. They want a reliable bike that they're going to get out there and they're going to cruise around on. Don't stress that you're not on the specialized tarmac high end. You're on a less than specialized tarmac. All right? If it works for you, ride it. Don't don't ride on name alone, okay? And in that same rule, heavier parts last longer. I'm sorry. A full carbon wheel for training. You're going to shred it. You're going to destroy it. And the next thing you know, you're out a couple grand. All right? Heavier stuff lasts longer. Okay? Rule number two for the fashion and the lifestyle, shave your freaking legs. Really, honestly, shave your legs. If you're a guy, shave your legs. I know it sounds stupid. If you're a mountain bike rider, I'm still kind of thinking you should shave your legs. You should, but use soap and water. Don't believe in the hype. Nair is a lie. Do we even make Nair anymore? I don't know. Use soap and water. Don't be me. The first time I took a, a shave as a junior, I actually went in there, grabbed a razor, pulled it straight up the front of my shin, and I think I peeled back my shin bone like a cheese grater. Did not go well. Use soap and water. Do it in the shower. It's going to hurt. My other recommendation, don't do what I did. Don't skip the feet. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't skip your feet because you're going to end up looking like a hobbit. My teammates for many years called me the hobbit. It was not a pretty sight. <laughs> Walking around with full legs smooth, but you take off the flip-flops and you're walking around <laughs> with your fuzzy feet and people are calling you Bilbo and or... Or actually, there was a character in the in the Lord of the Rings trilogy called uh, Fatty Bulger, so I, I just thought that would be perfect. So I guess my teammates found the opportunity to call me Fatty Bulger, and I, I let them because I was the guy who didn't shave the top of my feet. Shave the ankles, everything that covers, everything that covers, shave it, do it. You'll be better off in the long run. 
All right? Shave the legs. Screw the tradition. By the way, also, shave before a race. I, I know I'm breaking a Velominati rule, shave before a race. Better than it poking through your shorts, looking like some kind of half nasty bald cap around your waist. Do it. You don't want it poking through. All right? Rule number three, fashion lifestyle, learn to wrench your own bike. Learn to fix and maintain your own bike. If you can't fix your bike, if you can't maintain it, if you can't slightly true a wheel, if you can't clean and lube your chain, if you can't adjust your headset, you've, you've just bought too expensive of a bike. Learn to maintain your own bike. I'm not saying do the heavy stuff because that's the next part of that rule. Learn when not to work on your bike. As a junior, I remember one day getting a brand new bike. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I was maybe 14, and I put my cranks on backwards. I didn't realize that you needed the crank extraction tool to take it off. I was the guy who's smacking at my cranks with a hammer, trying to get the damn thing off. And Boy, did the mechanic look at me like I was a dumbass. Learn when to go in, fix your own bike. Your hub blows up. Don't try to repack it yourself unless you're really good at that sort of thing. Um, don't go cutting any carbon fiber don't go doing anything that would require a you know some sort of a impact wrench. <laughs> don't do anything beyond your own abilities, but learn to learn what abilities you can have. Okay, no when to wrench, no when not to wrench. That's that. Rule number five. My fashion. My last rule for the fashion lifestyle category. Pro jerseys are for pros. Pro jerseys are for pros. Third eyes. You know what I'm talking about. Third eyes are for movie monsters. Neon clothing are for extras in the movie Tron. And flashy shoes belong on Dorothy. All right? Pro jerseys for pros. Third eyes for movie monsters. Neon jackets for extras in Tron. And flashy shoes are for Dorothy. Follow it. Live it. If you have any of those accessories, just no, don't do it. All right? Lastly, below 60 degrees, wear tights. I know that sounds stupid, but if it's below 60 degrees, wear tights. All right? Those are my rules. That's my little soapbox. I'm going to get off of it right now. We have a show coming to you on Thursday of this week. I promise it'll be a fun one. Mark will be there. He's better looking. He's quite possibly funnier. And the show is going to be on track. Stick with us. We will be uh, coming to you at races. We're going to have some video of Mark's bachelor party coming up pretty soon if you want to look at that and look at how stupid uh, things we all tend to do, especially bachelor parties. But this is this is a cycling-related bachelor party. We'll talk about that on the show this week. For Mark Hodson, I am Pat Bolger in the Pack Filler Studios. Short but sweet. We will catch you next time. Bye-bye. A 12 four bit room I'm a man of means By no means King of the road Third box car Mid